welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of Tech Stream as we continue to talk about all aspects of tech. It's not just how to fix your computer. It's not just how to turn on your location services. It's a lot. We're going to space. We're going underground. We're going into crypto. We're going into pennies. Everything is all on Tech Stream. I'm Seth Everett. He is Shelly Palmer, the CEO of the Palmer Group. Shelly, welcome back. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? Uh, we're great. We're great. And, uh, I, you know, the only thing that would be better for TechStream is if someone from TechStream could do the show from space. Yeah, that would be great. That would be awesome. They would, no, our numbers would skyrocket. <laughs> did undone. Okay. Know anybody? <laughs> well, that's just funny that you mentioned that. What was the big space story this weekend? Set me up and I'll hit it out of the park. <laughs> the big space story this weekend, of course, is Richard Branson getting up in his little space plane. And uh, so, look, some people have characterized this as um, a, my rocket's bigger than yours contest between Bezos and Branson. And when they say that, I guess they leave out Elon Musk, whose whose rockets are actually bigger than both of those guys because he's been there, done that uh, since August of last year. But what's interesting... What's really interesting is that this is historic. It, it, I mean, yeah, I get that it's two billionaires doing their thing. I think people might forget, Seth, might forget that in the last century, the last, or I should say the previous space race between the United States and the Soviet Union, mm -hmm. that was about who can uh, put an intercontinental ballistic missile up in the air that's a threat to the other country and who can dominate uh, space, who can, who can put enough satellites in space to monitor the others, sure. who basically can control, militarily control space and also prove that they can put a nuclear payload right in your mailbox from where they are. Uh, it's, this is a much safer space race. And I, you know, Branson and, <laughs> and Bezos and Musk, they all may be playing how big is your rocket, but I got to say, it's a it's way safer and way more exciting than the last space race. Well, you know, there's a lot of people who have rooting interests, but I will be selfish for one moment and say I'm rooting for Branson because Richard Branson was on another podcast that I host and own called Sports with Friends. Uh, he was a guest and he was on the show to talk about a sport that we've talked about here on TechStream, Formula E. So just the idea that I have done a podcast with someone that's been to space or that is in space right now, that's a bit of a thrill. I can't say that about Bezos or Musk. They haven't come on my shows. No, they haven't. But look, congratulations on having a um, astronaut, an, an official civilian astronaut uh, on your sounds funny the way you say on, on your podcast, you know. Look, I, one of the highlights of my career, I, I get, as you know, like both of us do, we get to meet a lot of people that are really famous and really special. And that's just like the perk of the job. I've been very lucky in my life to meet some of the people that have shaped the world we live in today. One of the most exciting moments of my life, and I, I'm not embarrassed to put it exactly in that way, context because I, I do have some heroes. About 15 years ago, Buzz Aldrin, right, oh, wow. at, right after he uh, received his uh, 
Well, actually, it had to be after because he was wearing it. I was at a formal event, a black tie event, and Buzz Aldrin was seated at my table. And he was a speaker and he was wearing his uh, Congressional Medal of Honor and he was wearing like a bunch of like, you know, cool medals he'd been given, like really cool. And quirk of fate, he was sitting next to me at this table and I got to spend dinner talking to Buzz Aldrin. Oh, that's awesome. Seth, I got to tell you, just the idea, literally, the idea that this guy, <laughs> I was like, oh my, I, I, I couldn't deal with it. It was so fantastic. I mean, what a spectacularly interesting guy. What an amazing life. What an amazing accomplishment. It just, yeah, it's just, look, just talking about space travel and space exploration makes me happy. Um, people, <laughs> no, no, because look, everybody has their own take on this. We're in the middle of a pandemic still worldwide. And while it's it's abated slightly in the United States, you know, you've got countries around the world locking down this week. And as Cuba is having a terrible time of it, uh, there are countries uh, all over the world that are just really having a terrible time of it. And the billions and billions of dollars being spent here could easily be used to ease human suffering right here on earth. And even if you took the pandemic out of it, there are educational needs, food and security needs, totally. climate issues. I mean, you, you could find a million things, literally a million things to spend money on here on earth that mo many people would say are more important, if not equally important, but certainly more important than going to space. And yet I have to say, everybody who's involved with Branson, everybody who's involved with Bezos, everybody who's involved with Musk, there's one undeniable fact here. These are some of the most brilliant people in the world. They are the best and brightest. They are the best engineers and creatives, and they are the best organizers and administrators. They've been hired by people who are, who are capitalists by, by trade and nature. They are looking for efficiency. They are looking for the best of the best because it is a bit of a race. If these people weren't doing that and they were working for these individuals to a person they would be figuring out how to get us to click on more ads and keep us more engaged in social media. Instead, they've pointed their, their, they've pointed the arrow of their affection at the stars and they're exploring in, in the greatest tradition of human beings exploring. And I don't know, to me, the science will be great. The innovation will be great. We're all going to benefit. We're all going to be enriched by the knowledge. And whether these individuals, Branson and Musk and Bezos, get richer or they don't get richer because of this, I don't care. I don't these, care either. I don't, it doesn't make, whether Jeff Bezos is the second richest or first richest guy in the world doesn't right. make any difference to me at all. It doesn't change how I spend my day. I don't begin him his abilities. I don't not shop on Amazon because I'm you know jealous of what he's accomplished. I, none of that. I, I am just excited that instead of making people click on ads, instead of manipulating our data, instead of of trying to whatever else these people would be doing where data science would be applied and applied sciences, material science, engineering, they're going into space, Seth. They're going to go try and figure out how to like, you know, get us to the next level of the human story the human uh, you know the evolution of humanity oh my goodness I, there's more I just, to it there's more to it than that you know what happened when spacex went up last year that was the big story that everyone who was in lockdown was watching yeah it was and yeah. i was i remember we were outside and as a cord cutter you can you know air things so we brought our tv outside we were sitting in our backyard and i remember watching it and it, it was just fun 
Yeah. What was the point of it? Well, what's the point of Black Widow? What's the point of uh, uh, the Avengers? What's the difference? <laughs> well, I'll tell you the difference. No, I'll it's tell you. Fun. The no, it is fun, but I'll tell you the profound difference, Seth. The profound difference is that the science and innovation that oh, sure. are required to get this done are long lasting and the body of knowledge of mankind increases and it increases in a way that is demonstrable. And you look, you know, Isaac Newton has a great quote attributed to him. I don't know if he said it because I wasn't there. But when asked, uh, I think he was, he was in a situation where he was being interviewed and asked about his accomplishments uh, is the way that this is set up. And he says, if I've accomplished anything in my life, it's because I stood on the shoulders of giants. And some people misunderstand that quote as Isaac Newton saying, you know, that he was somehow better than others. What he was really saying is that everyone who came before him gave a foundation for Isaac Newton to be Isaac Newton. I don't know what the next Albert Einstein, Isaac Newton, uh, what that individual is going to accomplish for us and or what insights they will bring us, but they will be standing on the shoulders of the scientists and uh, the innovators and the inventors that worked on these projects because new science happens, new materials, new technology, new approaches, new miniaturization, new ways to think about propulsion, new ways to think about radiation, new, new everything. Just but isn't new it better? Everything. But isn't it better considering how divisive everything is these days? Wouldn't it be, isn't this better than every administration changes the space plan? Uh, look, think I, about it. Think I'm about it. You. you know, I'm Kennedy you. to Nixon from in between, you know, and, and Johnson too, obviously. But you get from Kennedy to Nixon, different philosophies. I'm, I'm watching uh, that new Apple Plus, uh, Apple TV Plus show for mm -hmm. all mankind. Yeah. And I just started it, and it's it's fascinating in that Nixon's ideas about space were very fundamental, different than Kennedy's. And I'm not getting into who's right, who's this. That, that that's not the point. The point is, is if you privatize all this, whether you're a fan of these guys or not, the missions are still getting done. They're just getting done bipartisan because you're taking the government out of it. Yeah, look, there's there's a lot to be said about how uh, NASA has been funded and defunded over the years and the important the importance of the space race to America. Mostly this NASA was doing work that was supported by military budgets and then uh, there's I'm not saying they're not doing real science, they are doing real science and I understand the budget line for NASA is a separate budget line, but let's be very real. When there was a threat that the Soviets were going to have intercontinental ballistic missiles that could obliterate us, we wanted to prove to them we could have them. When there was a chance that they would put a string of satellites up in the air that would uh, give them an, an, a military edge over America, th that was a, a tremendous motivation for the space program of the 60s and 70s. And when that threat went away, then the need to spend the money went away. You're right. Jeff Bezos is spending this money because he wants to spend this money because he believes right. in this project. And I, I also want to say that, that, and this is kind of important, and I, I don't know why people don't understand this. When Westinghouse and Tesla and were duking it out, it, back in the golden age of invention, the Columbia exhibition, uh, they, they were trying to make people understand electric lights. They lit up the World's Fair. 
right? I mean, it's like yeah, I, that's in the, what gets the eyeballs. The, the, so, the science so experiments the, don't get the eyeballs. There's a there's a there's an uh, an amazing story about Thomas Edison. That you you must know that I am a giant Edison fan, and I so you, what you don't know is I have a ton of of antique Edison inventions that I have collected over the years. Really? Auth yeah, authentic. I have uh, phonographs from- Oh, that's such from, another episode of this podcast. From, yeah, no, I have a, a lot of that stuff because I've always been fascinated. I've got a bunch of patents, but nothing to the level that uh, Thomas Edison has. But look, when uh, Alexander Graham Bell beat him, beat him to the patent office on the telephone. And that really pissed him off a lot. So he invented the phonograph, not in any way to do what it's used for in the 20th century. He invented it to record business correspondence on Alexander Graham Bell's phone, hence the phonograph. The goal was to record phone conversations. No one had ever heard a recorded voice ever when Edison invented the phonograph. And what, what he did was... I think brilliant. He charged you 25 cents to fool the machine. Mm -hmm. So you'd come up to the machine and you'd say something into it and it would say it back. Now, no one other than hearing a ventriloquist that ever heard a recorded voice. No one even understood the concept of what, you know, what is a recorded voice? No one knew what it was. So if you spoke Chinese into it, it spoke Chinese back to you. If you spoke Latin into it, which was a dead language even then, right? It wasn't spoken in the world. It was just a written language. It would speak Latin back to you. Priests were proclaiming it the devil's work. And, and Edison was just soaking in the PR from it. He, oh, you had this spectacle. I thought when Watson, when, on, when IBM put Watson on Jeopardy, it was the same thing, right? There's like, fool the machine. Okay, guys, here we go. Let's, let me show you an artificial intelligence. It wasn't, it was question answering technology. It wasn't right, right, the artificial right. intelligence we know today, but IBM used that spectacle, used that showmanship to, to get everyone interested. Look at what Branson and Bezos and Musk have done to bring science real science into the you know mainstream of of and yeah they're getting yelled at a little bit but you know if they weren't getting yelled at it wouldn't be important so i'm just really excited about it i just am and i know that that uh, a lot of people are going to push back i i wrote about this in my blog a couple times in the last week or so you know in anticipation of this there are people who really feel like this is just rich people doing you know my Fine. rockets and yours okay we'll take your ratings too it's okay yeah but click, at the you can click too yeah, it's all good. You know, you can yell What's at me the all online. Uh, Michael Jordan, Republicans buy sneakers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true enough. True enough. So Richard Branson can go to space, right? He yeah. has he has this this car. I have to tell you a really funny story about uh, the podcast that we did. Yeah. So I get an email from a PR firm and they said, uh, would you be interested in accompanying us to Paris, France? to cover the Formula E race, but to interview Sir Richard Branson. I was writing for Forbes at the time, so they wanted me to do a, a, a column about it. But the, the big part of it was Richard Branson was going to appear on Sports with Friends. Mm -hmm. The morning of, I, it's my first morning in, in France. I'd never been to, I've been to London, I, but I had never been to France. Uh -huh. And I'm in, in there and I get a notification that uh, Branson is running late. I said, okay. Then the notification turns into Branson's coming on your podcast, but he's doing it by phone. Mm -hmm. And all I said was, I, I came to France. Like, what, what, 
why if it was my phone i could have done it at home and the excuse that the pr people for virgin because virgin is one of the teams in in formula e so they all work with branson Mm-hmm. And it was a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. And I know these guys now for years. So now I know the context. Branson's people said he couldn't catch a flight. What? He owns a goddamn airline. His flight was canceled. That's fantastic. And I, I, I didn't know them well enough to say then, but I wanted to say, who do you think you're fooling? Like, what are you talking about? So not only did this spaceman go on the podcast via the phone, we didn't even have a direct dial. It was my microphone up against the speaker phone. My God. That's how he came on the podcast. Here's a clip from the podcast. This is episode 138 of Sports with Friends with Richard Branson. People want to be entertained. They don't want to... Uh, they don't want to be dead and serious all the time, and they don't want to be depressed all the time. So the great thing about sport is it's, it's a really good, fun sport, uh, tremendous to watch. The technology that, that is being invented through this sport would be good for dealing with climate change. But, uh, you know, but, it, but it is a sport. It is, it is exciting. It's fun to watch. Um, you know, more and more fans are, are, are being drawn in. Uh, and and, 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 you know, you can't, you can't sort out, sort out, you know, it's like with space, with space, space was, uh, captured the imagination of millions of people and still does capture the imagination of millions of people through, through space and the marveling of watching people go to the moon, uh, incredible technology, um, got developed, uh, such as, you know, I suspect I'm, I'm talking to you via a satellite now. Um, and that most likely may not, that may not have been possible if it hadn't been for space exploration. That is amazing, and, Seth. That, but that is the truly amazing. Part is why, is, why does he sound like he's on a speakerphone? Because this guy, he probably went out on a bender. He probably just partied all night and said, screw it. I don't want to go to this Paris thing. I, I, I'll, I'll be there whenever I can. I'm Richard Branson. I'll, I'll do their interview, but I'm going to do it by phone. That's he did amazing. it by phone. He's yeah. in space. <laughs> that's truly fantastic the, uh, that's- the irony of mr technology is not with mr technology i just i it, it cracks me up every time and you know this this idea that it's people like this in today's day and age you know you think about who are the people you know there was that controversy over the weekend about addison ray i don't know if you saw mm-hmm. yeah Ad- addison ray you know she tweeted something really obnoxious where you know three months of journalism school got me ready to host a ufc fight and you know a lot of broadcasters went bananas on her and you see that right but you see about social influence and things like that what we want you and i are on the same page about is we want to see society advance Yes. We don't want to have the same old discussions. We don't want to have the same old problems. That's what bothers you and I about racism. Yes. It, 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 it's it, just, yeah. This has been going on for decades and decades. Enough already. And what this does is it gives us something new to root for. And that's yeah. all you're asking for. That's right. And I fully agree with that. Look, you, you have to be in a situation where um, at, at a certain point, you just have to appreciate that people are going to have different points of view. One of the problems I have with all of this right now, Seth, is that I'm not sure that every single opinion that everybody has in the whole world 
ought to be amplified at the level it's amplified. And I'm not sure if clickbait by itself is the right motivation for all of the things that are going on. You know, uh, it's easy to take a shot at the billionaires because they're billionaires. Right. None, none of these three individuals, not Musk, not Bezos, and certainly not Branson, were born billionaires. These guys worked hard, they worked smart, and they organized great people. And in doing so, they were able to enrich themselves and create a lot of value for a lot of families, not just their own. Yes, they definitely have amassed more wealth than the rest of us, than normal people perhaps, or ordinary people, but that's because they've done extraordinary things. And to just say they're billionaires, therefore they live a different way or they are a different person, I'm sure having that kind of cash changes you. Look, I, I, you can see it in, in our day. You don't need to be a billionaire to understand that a different financial situation changes the way you think about the world. Right. If if you are if you're right. trying but to get the, paycheck there is to the paycheck, expression, big money, big problems. Yeah, there is. I'm not even going to pretend to understand what it is to have a billion dollars. I don't. That's stupid. But I can tell you that in my life, I've I have I was born into a family that was a working middle class family, and mom and dad owned a music store. And they worked every day. They worked six days a week. You weren't allowed to be open on Sundays in the town I grew up in, but they worked, they'd work seven if they could. They worked six days a week. And in some cases, a couple of jobs. And to, you know, to, to give us the middle-class life that we had. And I, I definitely have, uh, as I said, stood on the shoulders of giants. My mom and dad really worked hard. And it gave my brother and I a real, real, real opportunities in life. My children, it is... They lived a different life, and now my children's children are living a very different mm -hmm. life than, than I grew up in, and one I don't believe my father would recognize. Does that make them worse people or right. somehow? No. They, I, I'm sorry. There's just – this is – to say that, that their motivations are different, Bezos, Musk, and um, Branson, is to understate. They have different – they live in a different world than the rest of us live in, but they didn't start there. Every one of these guys knows what it costs to make a buck. Every one of them knows what it is to work hard. And you should applaud that. And if you know we need wealth taxes or we need some other mechanism to make sure that taxes, conversation. Are, yes, taxes are fairly applied, then we should have a Socratic debate about what it means to properly tax corporations and properly tax individuals and all of that. But to just paint these guys as, well, they're billionaires. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, they are by their own hands, right? And I, I have to respect that, that level of productivity. It's not Kardashian. No, uh, by the way, one of the hardest working people you're gonna meet in your life, Kim Kardashian, and followed closely by every, or maybe exceeded by yeah. her other family members. Uh, if you a, go there, I get to say my, my line then. I've seen, I've seen her best work. Oh, that's funny, that's funny. <laughs> no, but look, I'm not, I, I have no love or, or, or 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 not love. I have no opinion on whether the Kardashians are good people or bad people. I, I really don't. And I, I'm not saying anything except I have, I know a lot of people who, who have worked with them and for them over the years. And like so many people who are successful, they work, they work like dogs. Yeah. yeah. I don't you know, doubt that. I don't doubt hard. that. I mean, it's, I, I, you could, you could argue that that's not hard. 
oh, I wish I could, you know, get suntanned or tweet every day or whatever it is. I mean, you can characterize well, it any way you want. You know, saying she's a lawyer because she, you know, she she took an online class is not it's an insult to lawyers. It's it, to, yes. to draw the parallel back. It's Addison Ray saying she can be a broadcaster. And that's exactly right, except and this is now the most important part of the, probably anything we're ever going to talk. We should do an episode about this. Perception is reality isn't a isn't fiction. There, there is only the reality that that you portray and others believe. There, like whatever else, the facts seem to no longer matter in the world in which we live. And I'd love to get into that, but I have not seen a factual argument win. The only time factual arguments win are in courts of law, where judges are looking at facts, and there are rules about how you present evidence and there are very specific rules. And sometimes those rules work out in your favor and sometimes they work out in the uh, bad actor's favor. But in the world of public opinion, Seth, the best story wins. I hate it, but it's true. Sure. And there's nothing you can do about it. And so, yeah, this weekend's little tweet fest was unfortunate. Those <laughs> who want to believe will believe. And there's nothing you or I or anyone else going to do to change that. That's just a fact. And, you know, you're tilting at windmills if you think that somehow facts. Of course. You know, but I used to get mad. I used to get mad at all the uh, the reality show winners. ESPN had that show Dream Job. Yeah. And I used to I, I, I despised all the people who won that. And all of a sudden we're now anchoring SportsCenter. And I said, yeah. well, for all the people that were working their asses off and, and, and busting their butt and paying their dues and doing it the hard way. So. Of course. Now, I didn't indulge in the Addison Ray thing, but if that's the same feeling, that's the 2021 version of Dream Job. It's the same. So, I so I tell you what we're going to do on a future episode. One of the things oh, that, no, no. Well, one of the things people never give credit to ever is luck inside of every single decision you ever make. There is a serendipity quotient, there is a luck quotient, there is a happenstance quotient there. If you are honest about what goes on and the, the colloquialism is, it's better to be lucky than good. Mm -hmm. And by the way, that's never not true. And so in, in, in an upcoming episode, you and I are gonna look at the statistical reality, the mathematical reality of luck inside every equation because at the end of the day seth every single person you look at was on the right side of wow that was pretty lucky yep it was there's a lot of things oh. you did right you know some people say well luck is where opportunity meets preparation it's like no luck is luck opportunity right. and preparation are really important like i like to practice music every day and there's a because i've been i've been writing and composing since i was basically conscious but what was the childhood fantasy? The childhood fantasy is that you're at a you know, Beatles concert or a Billy Joel concert, Elton John concert, and someone says, hey, the sax player, you got caught in traffic. Does anybody know every note of the sax player's Right. <laughs> like, yeah, wait, it's me. I'm ready. It's like I was ready for all of that when every time from, you know, from the time I was like seven years old till I realized what a silly way to go through life is. But I was ready to take any part in any band I liked, literally any of player. Or piano, let's go. Doesn't matter. So at the end of the day, luck and preparation are important and they give us skill and they give us all kinds of things. But I'm sorry, opportunity and preparation when they come together. But luck is just luck. That's what luck. it is. 
Yeah. Well, I, I owe the existence of my children to a baseball game, to one baseball game. The Seattle Mariners played the Los Angeles Angels on the final day of the 2000 season. If the Mariners lost, they were eliminated. The Mariners won. They won the wild card. They played the White Sox. They wound up playing the Yankees. And I met the executives of Major League Baseball who were launching MLB radio, and they would not have hired me unless they met me, not knowing I was for, grew up in New Jersey. But if the Mariners lose that baseball game, I'm still in Seattle. And my kids, I'd never meet my wife, and my kids don't exist. I owe the existence of my children to one baseball game that I didn't play. And I didn't bet on. How many people will owe what to Richard Branson's space flight? Right. <laughs> awesome. That'll do it for this edition of Tech Stream. We now have told you what, like, three or four topics that we are going to be talking about in the future. So you know what that means? You have to subscribe. Subscribe to the show. Rate and review the show if you can as well, because that's how iTunes markets podcasts. And boy, there are many podcasts. For Shelly Palmer, I'm Seth Everett. We'll see you next week.